pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. All right, everybody. Welcome in. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Justin Kinner with you here. And I was just thinking, it's been 10 years. 10 years since the Butler Bulldogs journey to the national championship game in the NCAA tournament. Not once, but twice. Two seasons in a row. Now, I know what you're saying. Someone's going to tell Someone's going to tell Justin that Butler is no longer in the Horizon League. I know that Butler is no longer in the Horizon League. But let's be let's be honest here. When you write the book of the Horizon League, you're not going to just take out the chapter of the Butler Bulldogs because they're no longer in the league, are you? Absolutely not. The success of the Butler Bulldogs during their stretch in the Horizon League is is it's a phenomenal chapter in the history of the conference. And it's been 10 years. I couldn't believe it. I was talking with Matt Howard, who's our guest on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon. He played on that Butler Bulldogs team uh, that went toe-to-toe with Duke in the national championship game. We'll talk about that game. But yeah, I can't believe it. 10 years. And there's just been so much you know, going on uh, due to COVID-19 and the coronavirus. And I mean, we didn't even get to really enjoy and celebrate the success of the North and Northern Kentucky. I mean, I, I have to give them another shout out as well. I mean, the job that Darren Horn did in year one with the Norse replacing, you know, John Brandon, who took the Cincinnati job uh, to get the Norse back to the NCAA tournament to win the Horizon League championship for the second straight season. I mean, just a phenomenal uh, job by Darren Horton and a phenomenal job by that program. I mean, when you, we're about to talk about Butler and the in the impressive chapter that was the Butler Bulldog run in the conference, when we look at the next chapter, when we look at a few chapters later, Northern Kentucky coming into the league and establishing their dominance, making the NCAA tournament in three of their first four years, you know, that that's fantastic. That that's a very impressive run, as was the story of the Butler Bulldogs, as we all know. Matt Howard played on that Butler team that went up against Duke, as I mentioned. He is our guest on today's Reach the Horizon podcast. All interviews that we do here on Reach the Horizon are brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. All right, with that being said, let's get to our guest, Matt Howard, who played four years for the Butler Bulldogs and was a part of both teams who made it to the national championship game and there's a ton of memories uh, that we're going to dive into with matt coming up here on reach the horizon here's matt howard matt welcome in how are you i appreciate your time today yeah doing well how are you doing not bad at all and uh, again i just appreciate your time and, and hanging out this evening you know, all these years removed, I didn't realize you and I are actually the same age. And uh, you look back to those those years where you guys went to the championship game two straight years. It feels like it's only a couple of years ago, but big picture, that was a while ago. How how often do you think about those times? I don't think about it too much. Uh, you know, obviously this year being a 10-year anniversary, uh, it got brought up and uh, you know, talking with my teammates and some of the experiences that we had and what we remember, um, you know, those those moments come up quite a bit, uh, but 
you know, it's not, it's not something that I reflect on all the time. There are some, there are some cases where it's okay. Honestly, like, okay. <laughs> I'll be out there in a minute. <laughs> it's honestly okay. I've been doing my show from home and, uh, Every once in a while, you hear my dog barking in the background. So no, no stress. I promise. He uh, he wanted to let me know that they were eating without me. Oh wow! <laughs> I guess uh, I guess I should. Uh, I don't know if I should feel bad about that or what. But <laughs> that was that was the important note. Absolutely. Uh, no, ten years already. Um, Wow. I mean, that's great. I mean, so let, let's go back uh, when you were recruited to Butler. Uh, obviously, you went to Butler. You had trust in Brad Stevens. You had trust in that program. But I'm just curious, did you, in your wildest, I mean, even in the highest of expectations, did you ever think that you would experience what you were able to accomplish with Brad Stevens and Butler throughout your journey? I don't I don't know that we really thought about that until, you know, as, as being a possibility until, uh, going into our junior year, we talked about a little bit. Did we necessarily expect that? Uh, probably not. You know, I don't know if there's anyone that would say we thought we were going to be in the Final Four, even though it was in Indianapolis. But you know, we we actually talked about that as being an end goal. Uh, you know, and so that was probably the first time it even crossed my mind. You know, I knew knew it was a good program coming in. They just went to the Sweet Sixteen for the second time in four years. Uh, maybe five years, and you know, so I knew I knew I was coming into a good program. Um, obviously, coming in with a new coach is is pretty unique, um, uh, and staying you know staying with that program even though the head coach left, uh, you know, so that added a little bit of a wrinkle to it. But yeah, I think I think they they did a pretty good job. The coaches did of setting that as being you know a potential expectation if we were able to build on you know, other things leading up to that. Now, obviously, I mean, Butler, you know, there's a lot of reasons to go to Butler. Obviously you being, you're from that area, correct? You're from Indianapolis. Uh, about it's about an hour away, hour away. Uh, but when you think about, you know, coming out of high school and you think about the recruiting process, what was it about the program? Um, and, and a lot of players too look at the conference that they're going to be playing and not just the school they're going to play at, but the conference that they're going to play in thinking back to your recruit, you know, being recruited, what was your thoughts on the school for one? Yes, Butler, but also the competition within the Horizon League. Yeah, what what I remember most about that experience is that they they did a really good job of recruiting me. Um, I think they had a little bit of inside help. Uh, one of my really good friends was in that class, and you know he talked to me, and I think he talked to them a little bit too, uh, based on our conversations. So, you know, there, there was that factor that Zach, Zach Hahn was there already. Um, like I said, a good friend, uh, an AU teammate. And then, you know, as I went to these, you know, it, it ended up being Xavier or Butler in the end. You know, they were, that was sort of the final two. And as I went to those two places, I just felt like there was a greater sense of, you know, team and and just a, a vibe and environment that I wanted to be a part of at Butler that was a little bit different than what I experienced at Xavier. And not that it was bad. It was just a little different. Um, and I loved, I loved the way they worked in open gyms. Guys were teaching, even, even in open gyms, trying to, you know, and really compete uh, and trying to make each other better. And, and then, of course, 
you know, it's a good school. Um, and, but Xavier is too. So that, that wasn't so much of a factor. It was just trying to get that feel uh, for what would be better. And, uh, you know, Butler just felt better. As far as the Horizon League, what was, I mean, you talk about the school that was the draw, but what about the conference? Yeah. Did you feel comfortable that, hey, not only am I going to go to a school I'm comfortable with, but I'm going to be able to go up against the competition that, you know, was desirable for what you were looking for? Yeah, I, I know it probably sounds crazy, but that wasn't a huge, a huge factor in my decision. You know, I didn't think about A10 versus Horizon League. What I did know was that Butler, you know, was playing in the Horizon League and had done well and was able to, uh, you know, perform really well, at, um, you know, moving into the tournaments and, and not just Butler, but I know Milwaukee, I think it had some success uh, before that. And so I knew it was a good league. They're obviously always tested very well. Um, and I felt like that was the case, you know, my four years at Butler as well. Your favorite school when, you know, obviously you played in so many big games. I'm going to take the NCAA tournament games out of the equation here for just a moment. Uh, and you guys really challenge yourselves in the non-conference. I mean, you know, being a top 25 program, I mean, the Ohio States and so on and so on. But in the Horizon League play, what was your favorite Horizon League school that you looked forward to going on the road to play at? What was your favorite place to play at? In the Horizon League? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, probably probably the fans that, that were – the most, you know, rowdy or intense, I guess you could say, is probably it was probably Wright State um, that that really got it going, and then you know Milwaukee, you know, they had some stuff that just made me laugh, you know, and um, they were pretty intense as well at times, um, especially my our senior year when or my senior year uh, when we had to play the tournament up there. But those those are probably the two best. Wright State was probably one of our closest games and they were always, always really good and tough um, and really challenged us. So, I mean, if I had to say probably right state. Interesting. You know, and then now, uh, you know, the, we just, we just saw the horizon like wrap up the chapter with motor city madness in Detroit and now uh, playing in Indianapolis, the Indiana farmers Coliseum, you know, the horizon like having host sites. Now you played during a time where, you know, you had a chance to host a horizon league championship game or you were playing on the road at one would you have rather played in a in a host you know site like what the Horizon League does now, or did you enjoy playing in those championship games in front of your home crowd? Yeah, I mean, I it's that's a it's sort of a difficult question to answer because you know I did like I did really enjoy going up to Milwaukee, and I know our my teammates did too. Going up there after they beat us twice in the season, and you know, getting that third one to go to the the tournament. Um, so there was something sort of special about being able to go on the road and finally get over the hump mm -hmm. uh, against the team. But, I mean, to get another game or two in Hinkle uh, at the end of the year was always, uh, always great. And, you know, you can't – if you've worked all season, you know, it's there, there's a part of you that appreciates being able to be rewarded, get that home game, um, and play in front of your home fans and – so yeah, that was that was fantastic. I don't think there's a better. I know I'm biased. But I don't think there's a better gym in in uh, the U.S. than Hinkle Fieldhouse. And so you know, any any extra game you get to play there is uh, just obviously a, a thrill and and you know something you look forward to. 
Absolutely. Matt Howard, former Butler Bulldog with us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Last thing here, we'll let you go. I know it's dinner time uh, and, and families are calling. <laughs> That's <you know>? right. <laughs> uh, with that That's being right. said. You know, the NCAA tournament, I mean, like for a lot of schools, that's the that's the goal. You want to end your season. You want to end your season in the NCAA tournament. That was the goal for you guys as well. Well, making the NCAA tournament the first year that you ended up facing Butler in the championship game, at what point in that journey did you realize, oh, man, we're not just a Cinderella team. Like, we are good enough to do this because, look, fans alike and everyone's like, they don't expect a Horizon League school to do that. At what point in that tournament did you realize, man, we are we're good enough to do this? We we have what it takes to get to the finish line. Yeah, I think it was I think the you know, the first two rounds we we technically were the lower seed. Um, and you know, even though even though it seemed like that wasn't what the consensus <laughs> prediction was uh, from the media, I think being being the favorite by seeding, um, you know, you, in a way you sort of expect to get through that. But then after playing the one seed in a region, beating them, it was like, all right, now we're one. I mean, we're one game away. Uh, no one expected us to win that game. And we did, you know, we can, we can do this. Um, and so I think, I think the real belief happened and, and came in after beating Syracuse in the, in the elite eight game or, or in, sorry, in the sweet 16 game. And you know that gave us an incredible amount of confidence uh, moving moving past Syracuse, and obviously it was it was a grind. Every single one of them was. I, I know I tell people this a lot, um, but outside of the very first game, we were down at some point under four minutes in in the rest of the game. So from from the first game on, uh, the first game we ended up winning by double digits, but after that. Every single game was was tight, you know, and we just found found ways to win. That was sort of the story of that team. All right, so you get to the championship game. You guys lose to Duke. That's great. Butler, you're a cute little Cinderella story. Now go back to your little conference where you belong, and uh, we'll head to the next season. You guys do it again. You guys get back. I mean, that's insane to me. I mean, at what point in the second run did you realize, holy crap, we're about to do this again. We're about to get back to the Final Four and potentially get back uh, to the national championship game. How crazy was that in year two? Yeah, year two, obviously. You know, one of the things that I, that I you know, like to share, and I think it's important to recognize, is how small a margin a lot of, a lot of teams have. And, and when you make a good run like that, you have a lot of things that sometimes break your way. So, you know, for example, the first game ends on ends in the last second shot. Then the next game is you know a free. They have a free throw to win the game uh, with less than a second to go, and and the guy misses. So, you know, you're you're that close. That's what always resonates. To go to the final four, we had to go to overtime. We're down nine late in that game. Um, you know, so there's that's that's sort of what really resonates from from that run and the first year our team was very very uh, versatile and deep and we had probably more not probably we did have more talent than the second year did um, but in the second year you know we again we found ways to win got got matchups that sort of worked for us you know our coaches obviously are great um, at putting those matchups together but that's probably you know something that something that sticks out about that, you know, run more than anything else is, 
um, you know, just just how how again tight the margin is. Um, you know, e- even from making it out of the first game, you know, that close to not even making it out of the first game. So, uh, you know, obviously it was was pretty wild. I don't think I don't think even after being there the year before that we really thought that we were in a position to do that with losing the guys that we did. But, uh, and especially, I think we were 14 to nine at one point out of the bubble, you know? Yeah. And, and so yeah, that team was just resilient. I mean, we've sort of figured it out. Guys started stepping up and um, obviously made a good run to end that season. Send us out with this. This will be the last thing I promise. I can't imagine. I've never been to a final four game. My goal is at some point is to get to a final four game just for the atmosphere alone. I know some people sit in seats that it's not even worth going because you can't see the floor being just think about not during the game, but before they get just warming up. What do you remember what it was like walking out onto the floor for the first time with the thousands of fans just engulfed around you? I don't. It's funny you ask because I was talking to one of one of my teammates from from that, both years Garrett Butcher recently and he was asking like do you do you remember that hmm. um, do you remember that run out onto the court for for the game or either one of the games and uh, you know we were talking with another teammate we're all, we're all like no we don't really it's crazy <laughs> but we don't really remember what that was like and I think part of the reason was our coaches <clears throat> did such a good job of just helping us lock in. Like we were completely focused on what was ahead, the task at hand that, you know, if you're running out and sort of looking around, uh, taking everything in, you can maybe lose some of that. Yeah. Um, And so I think that's personally, I think that's why I didn't, I don't really remember it. I do. I do remember, you know, walking down and it's forever. I mean, you can go forever just to get out there to the court. Um, I do remember walking out like for our practices and things, but as far as running out for the game, uh, I don't remember that. And the, and the crazy thing is when you're out there on the court, uh, everything that's around you is sort of lower. And then the rest is all so far away that it almost feels like you're playing pickup and, you know, you can hear sort of a, some sound and, and roar, but it's not like, uh, you know, a game that you're playing in a gymnasium where people are on top of you. And so it's a completely different feel. Um, com- you know, communication is a little bit easier because of that. Um, but you don't, it doesn't feel like there are 60 or 70,000 people there. Really cool, really cool. Well, Matt Howard, good enough to be our guest on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Butler no longer in the Horizon League, uh, but as we mentioned, already 10 years ago, Butler represented the conference during their time here in the Final Four and the national title game in back-to-back seasons. I still remember the screen you set uh, in the game against Duke. You rocked that game. Was it you that set that screen as Howard was going for the half-court heave? Was that you? Yeah, that was that was me. <laughs> I I still have people today that'll come up and say <laughs> say something about that. You know, they I think that's may have been my only meaningful contribution, uh, at least in their eyes. I, I'm just I mean, but they I, I get that all the time. People love love that screen, and the thing about it was it was just it was just part of what we did. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything special. It's not like I had some amazing thought to go <laughs> set a screen. It was just our play. Um, the only- but yeah, that was, that was, 
yeah, that was uh, that was my screen. Unfortunately, like you said, that that shot wasn't about an inch shorter. And it's almost like you'd rather it go way over the backboard, don't even come close, because then you could just accept it. But you're always going to replay that just rattling in and out, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. That's but. true. I, I don't I can't watch it for that reason. Well, not no, just no. that reason, but I you know, I know it was replayed a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, when you know, when everything was everybody was still in lockdown, which I guess some people still are, but they're replaying those games. And I know a lot of my teammates were watching. I was like, I if I watch the game, I'm going to find one or two things at least that I'm going to feel like that could have been the difference in the game. So I haven't been able, I haven't been able to watch it. Probably won't for a while. Maybe at some point I'll get over it. But I watched yeah, that. I don't game. want to see. I don't want to see it rattle out. I don't want to see it rattle <laughs> out again. Well, one of my best friends I watched the game with is a Duke fan, and I'll never forget that because when Hayward released that. And my buddy, he goes, that's in with the Duke fan. And he punched a clock on the wall. I mean, he was irate. He thought it was going in. So I looked at him and said, the ball, it, he didn't make it. He goes, I don't care. It shouldn't even come down to that. He was so irate. But, I, yeah, between your screen and my buddy punching wow. the clock. <laughs> that's incredible. All right, man. Hey, that's I've taken up of your time. I don't know what food's cold on the kitchen table waiting for you, but I appreciate that you took time and uh, spent time with us tonight. Thank you. Yeah, all good. Take care. Thanks, Justin.